Fall is right around the corner. You still want to sell your home. Everywhere you turn, you're getting conflicting messages that either the sky is falling or the market is great. You're a seller and you're wondering what is actually going on with the market. And if I want to sell, what is this going to look like? Today on the podcast, I'm going to dive into all things related to selling your home and how to maximize this current market we're in in fall of 2023. Let's do this. You're listening to the Girl Get Your Face Off a Bus Bench podcast, where we invite you to check your ego at the app, grab a cup of coffee, and get ready to dive into all things real estate marketing, social media, friendship, hardship, love, money mindset, and all the things that celebrate you as a badass boss babe. We're here to encourage you, show up for you, give you a loving kick in the pants when you need it most, and be your soft place to land on the hardest of days. So pull up a seat at our table and get ready to be inspired and start living your best life by design. Welcome to the Girl Get Your Face Off a Bus Bench podcast. We are so excited you're here. Okay, girls, let's dive in. Hey, Bus Bench Babes, Beth here doing a solo episode. And guess what? We're talking all about selling your home, selling your home in fall of 2023, or even the beginning of winter 2023. What is that going to look like? What does the market look like? And how can you take advantage of what's happening? And what are the pitfalls to avoid so you can get a top dollar sale? Let's do this. (laughs) Okay, like number one. Number one, and this should be no matter what the market is doing, you need to work with an experienced agent. An experienced agent is going to be that person that's going to like guide you down the path. We do this every day, day in, day out. We sell homes, we work with buyers, we work with sellers. And so we're in the trenches every day. We know what the market's doing and we get it. We know that the average seller is only selling a home every five to eight years. But guess what? There's a lot of sellers that have been in homes for years and years. We've worked with many sellers this year that have been in homes for 30 years, 40 years. They're selling homes that have been in families for 50 plus years. So those are the people that do not sell homes every day. And they're relying on me and they're relying on other trusted real estate professionals in whatever city they're in to help guide them successfully to the finish line and get a top dollar sale with ideally the least amount of inconvenience. So let's talk about some of the things that an experienced agent will help with. They help with getting your home prepared to go on the market. They're great at helping with pricing the home correctly Um, marketing, negotiations, and a great agent like myself, we have access to, I always joke, I said, I have a Rolodex a mile long of resources and phone numbers and contacts of people that anything under the sun to help you get your home sold. I'm sure I have a resource for it. And if I don't, I'm going to find a trusted resource. So you have all the contacts that you need to get your home prepared to sell for a top dollar. So let's talk about for sale by owners. They're not as common. They're not as common right now. Only about 10% of homes sold in the country uh, were for sale by owner. And MAR, or NAR, excuse me, NAR, the National Association of Realtor, had a great stat. They said the median for sale by owner 
they brought in $105,000 less than an assisted agent sale. Um, Let me say that again, in case you didn't hear it. Of the homes that sold for sale by owners so far this year across the country, this isn't just a Minnesota stat, this is a national stat, NAR, the National Association of Realtors, said the median for sale by owner person brought in $105,000 less than an agent-assisted sale. Okay, that kind of blows my mind, right? That should blow your mind too. That should tell you, yep, (laughs) that should tell you for sale by owner is probably not the way to go in this real estate market. So what is actually happening um, here in 2023? We're seeing a lot of, I mean, obviously interest rates are up. Interest rates started going up in June of 2022. And the Fed has been consistently increasing the prime rate every, like pretty much every chance that they get. And they're trying to do that to curb inflation. So we get why they're trying to do it. But is that creating a sky is falling situation? We don't think so. We still have that classic case of supply and demand. There's a lot of buyer demand out there and we have the lowest amount of inventory that we've ever had. In fact, we have about half the amount of homes for sale than what we did in 2019, which was sort of considered more of like a balanced market. Right now we're still in a really strong seller's market. So here in the Twin Cities, for instance, we have less than two months worth of inventory of homes for sale in most of the Twin Cities. So what that means is if everybody stopped putting their homes on the market, we would be completely out of inventory in approximately two months. And in many parts of town, we are at like 1.2, 1.4 months in certain hot neighborhoods and in certain price points, we have even less than that. There are some places when I've been pulling um, market analysis for clients that have like 0.7 months of inventory, 0.9 months of inventory. So what that tells us is that if your home is priced and prepared properly, there's a really good chance that you're still going to sell for top dollar, even in this market with high interest rates. So let's um, let's talk about things. So what's ha- what we are seeing is in this market, we are seeing less homes home sales than what we saw in 2022. 2022 was really like the height of the market. So we are seeing less sales overall. And a lot of that has to do with the fact that we have less homes for sale. So a lot of sellers that are sitting on really sexy interest rates, um, sellers that have like a 3%, 2, 3, 4% interest rate, a lot of them, they're like, I would love to sell my home, but I don't want to sell my home with this really low interest rate and buy a new home and have a higher interest rate. I get that. Um, So we're seeing less sellers that are like, they might be busting at the seams. They might, um, they might just simply want a new home like people were doing in like 2020 and 2021 during COVID. They're like, interest rates are so low. We're just going to buy a new home. We don't necessarily need it. We just want it. So we're going to do that. Uh, We're seeing less of that. So what that is causing is that buyers, instead of last year where they're throwing the kitchen sink at offers and just hoping that something would stick, we're seeing buyers get a little bit more of the upper hand with negotiations. Uh, We're seeing buyers are getting a little bit more opportunity to have home inspections and seller Like, that's not a bad thing. If you prepared your home properly to go on the market, you shouldn't be concerned if a buyer has a home inspection because you should feel confident that you've done all the major repairs that are 
not going to flub up your sale. So that's something to think about. Um, buyers are there's buyers that are able to buy a new home contingent upon the sale of an old home. So buyers are seeing a little bit of wins, even though we are still in a strong seller's market. So let's talk about like kind of like some of those nitty gritty things. What should you really do? Like what are the nuts and bolts and like the brass tacks of what you should do to get your home for sale? You need to prepare it properly for sale. I cannot stress this enough. I cannot, absolutely cannot stress this enough. Do home repairs before your home goes on the market. Do you have that list of home repair items that you've sort of been putting off and you know that you should do it, but you're like, uh, I'm not really motivated to do this. Well, if you're thinking about selling your home, I would start tackling that list that you've been avoiding. Maybe your deck needs to be power washed and um, you've got some peeling stain on your deck and you need to power wash your deck and put a fresh coat of stain on it. Maybe the curb appeal on your home needs a little zhuzhing up. I love the word zhuzhing. The curb appeal is everything from mulch, trim, paint. How about replacing the house numbers and put some cute, excuse me, front entry lights up. It's all those things. When a buyer walks up to your home, what are they seeing? Because you're driving in and out of your home every day and you're not even viewing it in the same light that a buyer is going to look at. But this is where a trust agent is going to come into play and really know like what a buyer wants to see. I had um, some clients recently, there happened to be buyers and sellers. And when we first met with them, we did a big walkthrough on their home and they walked around with a notepad and wrote all the things that I said that they needed to do to get their home ready for sale. And at the time, that didn't make a whole lot of sense. Mr. Seller is like, ooh, this is kind of a long list. And I said, yeah, I'm giving you everything that you can do to make your home have better curb appeal. And then at the same time that they've been prepping their home for sale, they have been looking at new homes for sale. And once we finally found the home that um, they bought and we got under contract, we were standing outside in front of the home and Mr. Seller said, now I get why we did that big walk around and you gave me that big list. He said, looking at all these other homes for sale has given me the opportunity to really see see it through a different lens. He said, so now when I'm, we're walking up to these homes that we're considering buying, he's like, I'm looking at what's important and the fresh curb appeal and pulling out, you know, old overgrown shrubs and painting the decks. He goes, these are all the things that you told us that we needed to do on our home. So now I'm seeing why it's important, why buyers see this as something that's really important. So it was fun. it was great for me from an education standpoint because at the time when we were making the list, he's looking at me like, "Holy shit, like how do Beth, how do you think we're going to possibly get all this stuff done?" to now he's like, "Now I understand why you want me to do all these things because these are the things that are important to buyers. These are the things that buyers are going to notice when clients are, you know, that when they're out looking at homes, they want nice curb appeal. They want all the things updated. They want the decks fresh. They want a home that's really clean. They want nice windows. All of the things that made me seem like I was losing my mind. He he, fin- he finally got why they were important. Um, how about doing a total declutter? 
I tell sellers all the time, declutter your home as much as possible. And frankly, I don't care if you put all of your stuff and stack it neatly on one side of your garage. I I honestly don't care. Unless you have one of those garages that is a true show garage and it's like a man cave extraordinaire, I don't um, I don't care if all of your extra clutter that's been in your house gets boxed up and gets put in your garage. I would rather have it out there than have it jammed into your closets. <clears throat> when buyers are tweeting your home, they're opening all the closets, they're looking in all the nooks and crannies, and they want to see that your home has space. When you open a closet and stuff is like falling out at you from a buyer's standpoint, then their first thought is, oh, interesting, this house doesn't have enough storage. And that is absolutely not the perception that you want a buyer to have. So if you declutter and take about half of the stuff out of your closets, that is going to make your home show really well. And don't be fooled. Buyers are looking in all the nooks and crannies. They are looking at everything. So total declutter. Um, what decluttering does is that it gives the buyers a sense and feeling like your home is really solid and well-maintained. It's all in the psychology of the buyer. So that's the reasoning behind that. Um, I love staging. If your maybe your furniture isn't that great. And it's kind of hard to have that conversation and say, okay, well, you have a home that could be really great, but the home just doesn't show in its best light. Uh, many times moving all your stuff out and moving you out and having your home staged can really be, the, be, that, be that thing that ratchets your house up and makes it show so much better than a competing house. And what if your home is vacant? What if you've already moved and there's no furniture in the property? We do vir virtual staging as well. That is putting like digital furniture into the photos. And that has come such a long way. It is really hard to tell if it's real or if it's digital. So those are things to think about when you're getting your home ready. Um, do you need staging? Do you need actual staging or will digital staging do the trick? How about highlighting your outdoor spaces? So we're just inching on fall. Um, fall can be a really magical time, especially here in the Midwest, but in other parts of the country when fall is like, I know, remember when I lived in Florida, fall was one of my favorite times of the year. We were through rainy season. The weathers were tolerable. There was low bugs. And so no matter where you are and what part of the country, highlight all of the features that are going to make a buyer really want to buy your home. In the fall, you have, so let's say you have beautiful outdoor spaces and you're like, ah, it's just the fall, summer's over. We don't need to worry about that. What about if you have pillows out and you have snuggly blankets in the backyard and you make up, you set it up to feel like a fall oasis, a place where you're going to crank up that fire pit or throw some logs in your solo stove and roast some um, s'mores or some marshmallows and make some s'mores in the backyard. You need to help a buyer that might not be visual. Like, can they envision themselves using your beautiful outdoor spaces for longer than just the summer season? So we talk about this all the time. I talk about this in the spring. I love spring and fall. And in fact, you know, our weather here in the Midwest is weirder than it's ever been in my entire life. And I have even used my outdoor spaces 
in December for Christmas parties. So it might be cold out, it might be in the 40s. But if you have a house full of people and you're entertaining and people are like, oh, it's kind of hot in here, I want to go outside and cool off. I've had my outdoor spaces all set up with the fire pit going. I've had Christmas blankets and pillows outside and had a s'mores station and hot cocoa going you never know when those spaces are going to get used. So when your home is on the market, you have to help the buyer have a visual so they can see themselves using your space for more than just our cherished summer months of June through August. So now that we have your home ready to sell, we are decluttered, you've done all your repairs, we have a plan in place for staging, your curb appeal is beautiful. What about pricing? Pricing could not be more important than it is right now. Overpriced homes sit on the market. And if your home is overpriced, you need to react quickly. Uh, There's always those buyers lingering in the background. And guess what? As an agent, I can see how much activity a home is getting. I can see how much activity they're getting on sites like Zillow and Realtor.com and the multiple listing service. I can see how many hits and views and downloads. And those are all the analytics that we're looking at. And they'll tell us how quickly we need to react. And if your price is not perfect right out of the gate, and let's be honest, It might not be. You might have an unrealistic expectation of what you want your home to sell for. And the market's going to tell you pretty quickly if that price is correct or not. So you need to be able to pivot and adjust accordingly so you can get a top price sale. So generally what happens in real estate is that it's better to price your home at market value and get a competitive price and potentially drive your home into multiple offers, which will get a top dollar sale, then listing your home at a top dollar price, and then chasing the market when your home doesn't sell. You usually end up making less money in that second scenario. So pricing your home could not be more important. So some of the next things that real estate agents, what we're doing behind the scenes that you as a seller don't always know exactly like how it works and what's happening, but we're doing great marketing. Um, Every time that our team is selling a home, we're thinking about who is the buyer that's going to buy this home? What is the avatar of that buyer? Um, Is this a starter home? So is it going to be a single person or maybe a couple? Um, They're probably not going to have kids yet. Uh, They might have some pets. Like we're trying to think of what that looks like in the move up buyer. Are are they going to have little kids or are they going to be people that don't have kids yet that are thinking about kids? Is this a really kid family neighborhood? What about that like executive rambler that I, I talk about pretty regularly with clients? That's the home that has the primary bedroom on the main floor and then maybe an additional office, which could be called two bedrooms on the main floor. And then the other bedrooms are in the lower level, more of like a one level living. Well, that home is not quite as desirable for people that have little kids. That's a home that's more desirable for downsizers or um, maybe downsizers that might have college kids coming back to live with them until they land the perfect job. Or maybe you're a completely an empty nester and there's no kids, but you want to have additional bedrooms for when your kids and grandkids come to visit. There are certain types of homes that are going to appeal to certain types of buyers. We love to target our marketing specifically for 
who we think that buyer is going to be. And why is this important? We want our marketing dollars to be effective. I don't want to just throw this humongous wide net out there and have half of our marketing fall on deaf ears because we are marketing to the wrong people. We want to be marketing to as many of the right people as we can for the home. So the most amount of eyeballs see the property, the most amount of people come through the door for the open house, the most amount of showings happen, and it becomes a numbers game. They say you have to have the more showings you have, the more likely you are to have an offer and to get a top dollar offer. And, you know, in my perfect world, to get multiple offers. Can't always guarantee that but it becomes a numbers game. So we have to be really strategic with all of our marketing. What about selling at the right time of the year? What I see all too often, and we've talked about this on other podcasts, is inexperienced agents will just throw a house on the market no matter when, uh, days of the week, holidays, there's some seasonality involved and there's things to think about. Our team loves to do what's called coming soon marketing. And that is um, for like five days to a week before we go on the market. We are advertising your home is coming soon. So you're on the market is coming soon. There are no showings allowed, but we're able to market and push your home on um, all of our marketing, social media. We're on Zillow, Redfin, like every, every syndication out there because we are in multiple listing service and then multiple listing MLS syndicates out to all the sites. And what that does is that it gives us an opportunity to get exposure before we go on the market and agents can schedule showings for their clients. Uh, Buyers can see when open houses are going to be scheduled. And so instead, and then we like to go on the market near the end of the week. It's always surprising to me, the homes that go on the market on a Sunday, Monday, or Tuesday. So what happens in a really hot seller's market and when there's a ton of competition for homes is that buyers are expecting homes to go on the market near the end of the week. They're looking, they're at open houses all weekend. They may have made an offer or two on homes that they lost out on. And by the end of the weekend, buyers are usually mentally fatigued. They're emotionally and mentally fatigued. And they're like, man, we went and toured 10 houses this weekend. We went to three open houses. We wrote an offer. We lost in multiple offers. I I joke, but it's not really a joke is that buyers need to like kind of sit back, regroup, lick their wounds a little bit, and then go, okay, now what's going to be my new strategy? And those homes that go on the market on a Sunday or Monday are going to get considerably less exposure because those buyers are like, we need a we need a timeout here. We need to push the timeout button and we need a few days to regroup before we get back at it. So those homes that are going on the market at the beginning of the week, in my opinion, are getting far less action and opportunity. But from a buyer standpoint, those are the homes you want to jump at. But from a seller standpoint, I think the sellers are putting themselves at a marketing disadvantage by going on the market at the beginning of the week. So that is one of the strategies of why we like to go on the market later in the week, because that's truly what buyers are expecting. And buyers are expecting to be out looking at open houses over the weekend and touring homes. And, oh, I don't want to, you know, especially here in the Midwest when everyone's Minnesota nice. We 
want buyers to be able to get to open houses or we'll show them a house and then they'll take a second tour and go to an open house on their own and then say, yep, this is the one I'm going to, I'm going to write an offer on this property. Avoid holiday weekends. Like I cannot stress this enough. In the fall, we have considerably less holiday weekends overall than what we do in um, the summer, spring and summer. But don't list your home Labor Day weekend. It's not a great weekend to list your home. Uh, that first week when school's back in session and, you know, there's different starting times. So we have, a, you know, a couple of weeks of when school times start. Everybody is completely obsessed with getting their, their kids ready for back to school. They're back to school shopping. They're trying to get back into a routine. It doesn't matter if you have kids or not, but those people are not looking at homes for those couple of weeks. So those are things to consider too. If you can wait a couple of weeks and get families or families with kids, or even if your clients don't have kids, but it's a home that a buyer would buy that potentially has kids, these are all the things that you need to consider. Avoid holiday weekends at all costs <laughs> is, my, is my advice. However, on the flip side of that coin, and I know this episode's all about sellers, but on the flip side of that coin, if you're a buyer and homes hit the market on a holiday weekend, those are homes you want to go look at because you're going to have far less competition, especially here in Midwest, in the Midwest, everybody's up at the cabin. They're doing that last cabin hurrah before everyone goes back to school. But sellers, don't put your house to the market on a holiday weekend. That's just, that's the kiss of death for you. Let's talk about photos, videos, 3D tours. If your agent is not doing professional photos, they are doing it wrong. And I will I will go on that hill and die on that hill. This is not the market. There is no market in history where snapping pictures with your, I joke, your razor flip phone is acceptable. It is not acceptable in any universe. Even if we have homes that um, sold before market, like you have to have a decent photo online. And having your home just perfect, having all the pillows fluffed, having the toilet seats down, having the garbage cans tucked away, having all the soap dispensers tucked away. Like all of these things are things that are super important. We never know where our buyer's coming from. So what if a buyer is looking at a house and they're in Connecticut and they're getting transferred to Minnesota and their agent is gonna go do a virtual tour? You need to be able to sell the home to anyone, anywhere in the world. So those photos are going to paint the picture of what that home looks like. 3D tours, videos, videos of the area, additional photos of key things in the area. Say you live right around the corner from the most amazing park. Your photographer should be highlighting that in your photos. We pay extra for things like that um, when we want to highlight specific community features right around the home because there are a lot of people that are not familiar with certain areas and they need to be able to like get a full picture when they're look going flipping through anywhere from 24 to 50 pictures, like whatever, however many pictures are online, a buyer needs to be able to have a really clear 
idea of what that home looks like. What is the community going to be like? Is this a walkable community? Oh my gosh, the cutest coffee shop is right around the corner. I can see myself, you know, going there and working in the afternoon. You need to paint that picture. And so professional photos, professional videos, those are what is going to do it. So this, we're just scratching the surface here. If you are thinking about selling, there are so many key components. We just touched on um, kind of the key ones here today. So if you're here in the Midwest, if you're here in Minnesota, I would love to talk to you about selling or what selling could look like. I believe you can never start that conversation too early. Maybe you're not going to sell till later in the year of 2023. Maybe you're not even going to sell until you're not planning on selling until next year, 2024. But you should get that start conversation started sooner rather than later. And what that will do is that will give you more runway to get your home prepped perfectly for a top dollar sale. So I hope, I hope you learned something today. I hope you got some takeaways and you're able to kind of get better plans in place for what selling could look like for you and reach out. If you have any questions, I am always a DM phone call text away. Would love to talk to you about your specific scenario. So until next time, bus bench babes, keep your face off a bus bench and keep being the badass boss babes that you are. Okay, girls, are you feeling as inspired as we are? We're over here cheering you on because you just finished another episode of the Girl Get Your Face Off a Bus Bench podcast. If you want more, head over to girlgetyourfaceoffabusbench.com for show notes and more episodes. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a five-star review. They mean the world to us and they're what keep us going. Girl, thanks for being here.